Hey, this is Dan Harmon from The Real Community. You're listening to Shut Up Leonard. Was that, was that crass? Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Yes, wonderful. Where are the white women at? Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, you know. Episode 7 <laughs> of Season 6. Oh my, too fast. Too fast this season. More than halfway. We're at now. I don't like to hear that. Uh, episode 7 is called Advanced. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We do this together, bro. You're just rushing in. Let's take it from the top. Episode 7 is called Advanced Safety Features. We have not always done it together. But in the, in the past, this is the first time since we started that we have not. Okay. Special thanks to Alex Moschino of SlackGray.com for providing us with our theme song. Uh, he's, a, he's a great American. Uh, and this episode was written by Carol Kolb. Carol Kolb. Who I recall has written a few before. True. Uh, good ones. Mm-hmm. She's a talented woman. And, oh, uh, before we get to, uh, too far into it, we'll, just, we'll talk more at the end, of course, but we do have a Patreon page if you like what Patreon you're hearing. Uh, go ahead and visit patreon.com slash shutupleonard, and you can see what uh, uh, rewards you can get for donating to us. This show will always remain free, but Patreon subscribers uh, who give whatever level we've decided uh, will get extra bonus episodes uh, as those come out. We're good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So this uh, episode, this is a sequel episode of sorts of sorts. Yeah. Uh, I think, and, and that's a thing season six has been doing. Uh, and I think in a good way. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, that's something that community has always done is sequel episodes. Yeah. But, but like, I'd say more, <laughs> more of season six is sequels than less of it. <laughs> Are you suggesting that more than half of these first seven have been sequels? Yeah. Let's go through them. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you going memory or do you have it in front of you? Uh, I have it. Ladders. In front. Something in prenatal care. Uh, well, let's go start from the bottom. Now we're here. Let's start. Okay. Let's start with last week and go back from there. Oh, okay. Basic email security. Sort of a sequel. As they said in the episode. To the se- to the se- that's part of, of the trilogy. Secrets trilogy. Uh, laws of robotics and party rights. Mm. Mm. I mean, there's a there's a, a doppeldiener. I wouldn't call that a sequel, though. Call no. back, call, a callback does not a sequel make. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then the Gilmore Girls pilot, because I'm just looking at our page. That's Good. how I'm getting these. Good that job. was not a sequel to any uh, community episode. Uh, queer studies and advanced waxing. Uh, I mean, no, come on, no, no. Don't, I mean, Chang's Chang interest in acting, maybe, but not uh, really. Yeah, no. Basic crisis I mean, dean, room decorum. The dean's sexuality has been kind of a constant background kind of thing going but on. But it's not a sequel to any specific episode. No, but it, it kind of feels not like a wrap up, but it's it's like a culmination of seasons worth of information. True, but not a sequel. Okay. I'm coming to you hard on this one. Basic crisis room decorum. I'm going to say no. Uh, no. No. Uh, ladders and then and lawnmower maintenance and postnatal care, which we did as one episode. Meh. Yeah. So I, right. I count one sequel <laughs> and then this Two. one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Be- before this one, one. Fine, you know. But they were recent. That's what's going on in my brain. It's true. 
but uh, yeah, as you're alluding to, this episode features the return of a character formerly formerly known as Sir Sir Serbois. Sur- yeah, Serbu. They they'd never say Subway in this. No, episode, they don't. Which I uh, do you think that was legal? If it wasn't legal, it was a joke about it possibly being legal. Yeah, because I, I I watched this uh, <clears throat> I watched this on my tablet, mm. which means that I saw ads, yeah. and there were exactly there were only two different kinds of ads. They played eight ads, but there were only two kinds of ads: <laughs> Honda ads. You know, the other one was Subway. Subway. Wow. Yeah. Huh. So uh, people watching this somewhere where it had ads, and I I want to say we're not neither of us is stealing this, but if you watch this on like an Apple TV or a Roku box. Yeah, which no ads what, there. No ads, which is uh, I, I still don't know why that is. Yahoo screen answers on a postcard. Shut up, Leonard Podcast at Gmail. I'm not complaining. No, nor am I. I mean, I'm complaining today because I had to watch it on my tablet and yeah, saw the true. ads. But yeah, just just uh, Subway and and Honda were the ads. Uh, but yeah, this this episode features the return of the character formerly known as uh, Subway Sandwich Shop, now known as Rick. <laughs> uh, yeah, his name is Rick. Yeah. Uh, well, do you, well, let me ask you this: Do you think that's his real name? Or do you think that's a Honda-created identity? I think it's his real name. Okay. Uh, and he's he's shilling for Honda now. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's kind of the main focus. There's yeah. a there's a the B plot is is just more Elroy stuff, which is great. Yeah. I'm never going to complain about more great, Elroy. Great Elroy presence in this episode. Uh, it's just kind of uh, Elroy is uh, getting more backstory. Yeah. It's great. I love it. And this is a sequel to the Subway episode, not just because of the character, but it's also, you know, the theme of a, a corporation kind of inserting themselves into, into Greendale. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Britta's love affair. Yes. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, that's that's a good irony, right? Yeah. Where Britta's so against corporations. And yeah, yet but she, yet she loves one. She loves one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> notes? For notes. I got a lot of notes today, actually. I mean, look at, we can compare. Two Vi- columns, buddy. Oh, well, my some of these up here are extra yeah, tidbits. Well, so. bu- 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 bonus notes. Um, <clears throat> credit to Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of notes. Okay, so we start off of with a. Uh, they're planning the uh, alum alum alumni dance. Plural? Alumni alumni dance. Have you? Oh, where are you in Gilmore Girls? I'm sorry, guys. Season one. Okay. Rory and Dean just broke up. Presum- they do a great... Presumably for the first time. Yep. I'm going to assume that's, that's not the last time. You are correct. Uh, uh, and I will do a quick <laughs> return to shut up Gilmore Girls for a minute. I will say, when when I first met Dean, <laughs> you said, oh, do you hate him yet? And then I was only one episode in, so I'm like, nah, he seems like an okay guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm on board already with you. <laughs> oh, I'm making you a car. Now you have to say I love you. Fuck you, Dean. <laughs> Uh, but there's a great joke in like season three about, uh, how, different forms of alumnus. Okay. So I was going to do that joke, but I'll let you, I'll, I'll, I'll let get, you savor I'll it. I'll get, get there, there myself. Uh, the point is they're, they're, they've written to all the alumni to mm. say, Hey, this dances up, uh, the, also the ones who are in prison and the ones who are in jail, which they made a very clear point of, uh, distinguishing, yeah. which I like that there's enough, there are enough Greendale alumni that are incarcerated in some form that they specifically take umbrage with being referred to as the other one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, Britta's joke about the difference yeah. is pretty pretty great. Yeah. Cops don't like you. They can put you in jail, but they can't put you in prison until they know you're poor. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Dan, very Dan Harmony <laughs> type statement, I would say. <laughs> and I think, uh, I mean, just more Britta, and that's yeah. always good. Yeah. We love Britta. Uh, and then Jeff confronts us. Do you believe half your own politics? And she has to think for a second before saying yes, <laughs> <laughs> which I enjoyed. 
Uh, they've asked Chang to make a, a PowerPoint presentation for mm. their meeting with City Council. Which I th- do you think? That, do you think that's going to come up that the their meeting with City Council? Well, I don't know. We thought that email about Buzz Hickey was going to come up, and it did not. It is not very pointedly. Um, and then in Chang's presentation, he breaks an egg, hoping that a one dollar bill will come out. Which I think he's so confident that he breaks it on his laptop, yeah, not yeah. not just on the desk. He breaks it on the laptop. Uh, and and I didn't write it down. I should have written it down. I didn't know we were going to talk so much about this PowerPoint presentation. But he the way he leads into breaking that egg is is like, and the answer is, and then a one dollar bill was going to come out. How is yeah. that the answer? Yeah. Like I think he's just completely <laughs> misunderstood the, the how the egg works. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then, uh, Frankie mentions, Hey, Frankie, yeah. Frankie says, Hey, look out for gorilla to, marketing. And uh, but why would they need marketing? They're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Gorilla with a U as Jeff points out. Uh, and I think this is a fun, um, uh, continuation of Abed screwing up, uh, well, not screwing up, but like having the wrong word in his brain. Yeah. Uh, what what was it before? Oh, it was um dinosaurs. Yes. When Britta was like, the dinosaurs can come back, and he said, "Let her finish." <laughs> yeah, let her finish. Let her finish. <laughs> um, uh, and Frank Frank says, you know, we we got to watch out for our more susceptible students. And then of course the dean uh, comes storming the room, <laughs> so excited that, in a fervor, uh, in a fervor, because Honda has just announced some kind of supercar, the Honda Fit. Yeah. Which uh, you know. I drive a Honda. I don't know if that makes me like this episode more. Juliana drives a Honda Fit. She drives a Fit. Yeah, it was a fit for. It was a great fit for her. Yeah, <laughs> with the all around. What do they say? <laughs> the I, it, it, in it, that la- there's that later scene where the dean is like, "Wait, why don't you have a fit? It's, it, it's right for it, it, it's ready for all lifestyles." Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> with Nick um, Foon in the commercials, so it's clear. However, you feel about Honda, they support good comedy between <laughs> community and, and and the great comedian Nick Foon. Um. So he's very excited about the Honda Fit. He runs off to go buy one, uh, and then Frankie has a great line that I really yes. like, where she says, "I'm just gonna put a freezy wheezy on the school's uh, uh, accounts." Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed that. Which good thing she did. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> good thing indeed. Things, things go quick. Um, and then someone brings up Troy. How they miss <clears throat> Troy? Well, they there's uh, Elroy leaves. That's right. Because the, the meeting's done, and, and Elroy Annie's takes like, off. Annie's like, oh, sometimes we just hang out and talk as Elroy is just getting up and leaving. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she's worried that they don't... That he doesn't like them as much as they like him. Yeah. And uh, uh, well, Chang is says... This, let me ask you this. Hmm. Do you think this is a weird way, uh, a meta comment on the kind of what is now a rotating role? We liked Chevy Chase a lot, and obviously he did not like the show enough to stay. Uh-huh. Jonathan Banks, we liked him a lot, and it's not that he didn't like the show, but clearly Better Call Saul was a bit bigger priority. Yeah. Do you do you think this is maybe in some way a meta comment on that? Uh, I don't see how. Uh, we, as the audience, likes these characters more than they like us. Oh. Yeah, I mean... Maybe in Chevy Chase's case, but not in, as you said, not in Jonathan Banks. Well, listen. Well, or even not in... Well, uh, let's put it this way. What's a bigger priority to you, community or Better Call Saul? What, you, you I'm got, not you, watching Better well, Call exactly. Saul. exactly. But what's a bigger priority to Jonathan Banks? Uh, definitely Better Call Saul. You see what if I'm saying? If I was him, I would you go 100% with Better Call Saul. <laughs> Why aren't you watching Better Call Saul? You love Mike. Uh, is it on a TV station? AMC. Is it? Is that on Hulu? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get real TV. All right. I just do this But you watch Breaking stuff. Bad. Uh yeah, that was on Netflix at the time. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. They they Netflix got it. Okay, I see. I see. I see. I, see. I know. I this think this has been shut up, uh, James. 
Were you trying to think of the... I was struggling to recall Saul's real name, which I believe is... Uh, McGill is the part that I remember. Oh, I don't I don't remember the first part. I remember McGill as well. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> community. <coughs> we keep... We keep... Easy, easy. They bring up Troy. <clears throat> well, Chang... Chang yes. says... Well, you can't blame him. Uh, he doesn't know if he's Black Pierce, Old Troy, or Shirley without a giant purse. Yeah, which I love that the giant purse is the defining feature of Shirley, yes. according to Chang. Yeah. Um, and then and then Frankie says, Who, who's this Troy fellow you keep bringing up? You, you, you seem to love him. Mm. Abed says, you know, I was much more entertaining with him. And then they say, don't say that. And he says, oh, no, you guys are all work, too. <laughs> which is a lot of fun. <clears throat> which is a thing that I think uh, more than uh, r- the writers or Dan Harmon, but I think the fans... Uh, a lot of fans turned when when Troy left. Oh yeah, well this is this is certainly a meta comment. Yeah, that's definitely and that's kind of of jabbing at them, saying like, yeah, you think they weren't funny? Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have Abed say it. Yeah. Now, how do you feel? Yeah. Um, you're Abed now, and therefore you have to like us because you like Abed. <laughs> exactly. There's so uh, Frankie says something like, oh, did he did, did he make rainbows? What did she say? <laughs> Well, I wrote it down. Did he own a rainbow? She says. <laughs> but I Frankie's think that's really something, Troy, something Troy would want to own. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, who wouldn't want to own a rainbow? <laughs> uh, they might have to be a lot of upkeep. <laughs> <laughs> Got to water him a lot. Yeah, it's true. Uh, also worth noting, it's not, it's not a big thing, but when Elroy stands up, we see, I believe, for the first time this season, we see some uh, whiteboard writing. Oh, I didn't write it down, but it said something like... It's, it's totally blank. Uh, let's keep it that way unless dot, 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 and then GC uh, 607. 607, which, is, which the, is the episode. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Jeff says, don't worry, I'll handle this. And he says, Troy was very good at steel drums. Now, And that's his explanation for, for why they all Did you Troy. do both of your watches on your phone? No. What, uh, how did you watch the second? On, on the Apple TV, the fun watch, and then on the tablet, okay. the second watch. Did you notice, and I maybe this is me with conspiracy theories, because okay. I love doing this. I believe Jeff's line there was dubbed. Hmm. I believe he did not originally say steel drums. That's interesting. I don't know what he said, because That's I was watching on the on the Roku app. There's no rewind feature, yeah. uh, and and the the back it up feature goes back like a minute. Yeah, and so I didn't have the patience to do that more than twice. Sure, uh, but it definitely looks dubbed to me. Huh. I'll have to check that. Out. I will say that on when I watched on my tablet, there were some audio sync issues. Uh-huh. But that was throughout the episode. Yeah, this was not. This was different from audio sync. Huh. I I noticed audio sync. This was a dubbing. Uh, huh. So yeah. Answers on a postcard, if you know what that's about. But, I mean, clearly, they do, steel drums do pay off yeah. in this episode. <laughs> yes. It's just, uh, perhaps, in the first run, they, they said something else. Who yeah. knows? Who can say? Uh, oh, and then Chang breaks another egg on the table this time. Uh, again, no dollar bill comes out. And then Annie says, did you lose the one that had the dollar bill on it? And Chang looks up very confused and says, that's how this works? Yeah. <laughs> Which I like the idea that Chang just thought he could sort of will a dollar bill into one of the eggs. Well, he should have realized it because when he finished his presentation, he said, I'm not a magician. I'm just a guy who knows PowerPoints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Annie warns yeah. Britta. Yes. Of the certain sandwich man yeah. being back. Uh, and this is where I noticed that they don't say Subway. But yeah, because she says, uh, Britta starts to say it, and then Annie says, don't say that unless you're being compensated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, oh, I um, I noticed inside of Britta's locker, she had a... Occupy uh, Greendale. Occupy Greendale sticker. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, I like that as a story that we, we didn't get to see. Oop, a little bit of mic noise there from when the dog stepped on the recorder. Might have, might have just been on the headphones. Might, you might have heard it. Uh, I, I don't know which. 
But uh, so she says, I have to, I, I have to go to a class. But if you just wait forty minutes, I'll, I'll, I'll be back with you to help you stay strong. A little bit of a callback to the whole Blade storyline. Yeah. Because uh, of course, Britta immediately takes off and, and, and goes to Subway. Now I also think person, it was strange. Uh, I mean, this could just be a Green Deal thing. Yeah, uh, a forty-minute class. A forty-minute class. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what's that all about? It could be a Greendale thing. It could be. I mean, there's always like weird electives that have weird class times. There was at least an hour. I don't know. I've never seen a class that's under an hour. Or think, what about this? She could have been on break. Sometimes class have breaks in the middle. Ooh, that's true. Okay, I'll I'll accept that one. Yeah. She's in one of those three-hour classes that has a has a break. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so she goes so, off to talk to Subway, who now calls himself Rick. Rick, who's bearded. Yeah. Bearded Rick. Bearded, he looks like a little mountain man. Yeah, and he's wearing camping gear. Well, not, yeah. you know, but like camping clothing. When we're introduced to him in this episode, he's kind of uh, expounding on how great his car is and how it can hold all his camping gear. Yes. And he's using all the buzzwords of Honda. Yeah, and when, when Britta shows up, he's, he's talking to two ladies, and he as he's saying goodbye, he says, stay inventive, stay enthusiastic. Yeah. <laughs> Which I love just as a thing to say to strangers. Totally totally not marketing for Honda here, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they talk, and then another moment where they're very pointedly don't say Subway, she starts to say, and, and he cuts her out and says, no, that's not my name anymore, I'm Rick. <laughs> um, and then there's a, another great callback. He says, you touched me in ways that no one ever has. Yeah. And then Leonard walks Leonard. by and says, nice. <laughs> Leonard's one appearance. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, but he makes the best of it. <clears throat> he does. Uh, which, of course, is a reference to the, uh, in, in Subway's first appearance, it was hinted at that they had done some kind of sexual act that was never stated in the episode, but the title of the episode was, of course... Digital exploration of interior design? No. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I, I was going to. All I could remember was uh, gluteo numismatics. <laughs> yeah. Now the point is, it was code for a finger up the butt. Finger up the butt. Or fingers. Well, digital. Oh. Well, or just butt stuff, I think. Digital exploration to me implies fingers. Plus, okay. it works here with you touched me in a way no one has ever has. Okay, specifically yeah. touching sure, him. Sure. Sure. Up the butt. Yeah. Um, so so that happens. That, that happens. Happened. What? And then happens. Well, maybe. I don't know. Her hands look pretty clean afterwards. <laughs> well, they're also fully clothed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's true. just it's some of that TV sex. It's TV sex where they're fully clothed and yet the windows are perfectly fogged so as to not be able to see it. Well, anything. and also so that when the dean comes up to the window, it well, looks yeah, extra point. creepy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the full outline of not only his face but his glasses as well. <laughs> like some kind of gross Sin City character. <laughs> uh, so Bert is going to leave because he still can't have a girlfriend as part of his contract with the Honda. Yeah. Uh, and he says, <laughs> "There's a great moment where uh, they never they never treat it like it's sexual innuendo, mm. but it's both known by both. Where he just says, let me sh- before you go, let me show you the back seat.' <laughs> and she like still still in her anger voice says, "Okay, but just for 15 minutes." Yeah, of course, acknowledging that she knows what show you the back seat means. Yeah. Um. So they have sex in the car, in the no, it's in the CRV. I was going to say in the fit, but this is the CRV. Yeah, this is the CRV. Uh, windows get all fogged up. Dean comes in. He's he, to show off his new Honda Fit that he has just purchased. Yeah, uh, and he is somewhat dismayed to learn that Rick, uh, Rick himself, has a CRV. And uh, he, you know, Dean is, is spouting Honda catchphrases back at Rick. Yeah, uh, and, and he says, "Well, the, the CRV is more durable, or something like that." The CRV has more it, whatever the buzzword he uses. It's more space. Yeah, uh, and so which he was making use of. <laughs> yes, he was. 
Uh, and so Dean says, you know, my, my bank can still put stuff on hold for eight or something like that. Well, uh, that they have a, um, it's some kind of refund. It's uh, the point is he's gonna go back. He's he's, he's gonna he wants to to trade give back his, the his fit, fit to get for the CRV. CRV. Yeah, and as he's driving away, he says, "Dean, Dean," in <laughs> as if, yeah, as if the honking, as the honking horn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good stuff. Um, good stuff. Now we got uh, so now we're, we're in Jeff's office. Yeah. He's just alone drinking scotch in his office, which... <laughs> was he even listening to, like, the radio? I he, don't There think was a radio there. There was a radio there, but I don't believe he was. He was just, I, I believe he was just sitting... Sitting in silence. S- in silence. Barely drinking it. He was kind of observing the scotch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a supervillain, to be honest. I like that. Like both an alcoholic and a supervillain. I, I like all of it. <laughs> um, and then, Jeff's uh, doing great. Yeah. Uh, Abed and Annie come in. Uh, and they, they talk about their plan to get over to like them by organizing a game night. Mm. They're going to play The Ears Have It. Because because Elroy peaked in the 90s. So, yeah. They're, so they're going to play a 90s game. Yeah. Uh, this is not a real game. No. I looked it up as well. I didn't look it up, but I just knew you it knew. was not a real yeah. game. I could see this as a real game, to be honest. There was some weird... Please. Listen, Don't Wake Daddy was a real game. If Don't Wake Daddy can be a real game, The Ears Have It can be a real can game. Can I tell you, when I was real little, that game kind of scared me. Don't Wake Daddy? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was very, it was a weird game that like sort of was like fear your father was the yeah, the commercial. The do you remember the commercial? Uh, I do not. The commercial was terrifying. The, the, it featured real children sneaking through a real house. And then the dad woke up and was like yelling at them. <laughs> like the commercial was just absolutely terrifying. Well, they were going to steal food from the fridge at midnight, Andrew. Is that what they were doing? I don't know what they were doing. Oh, the, I for, played a lot of Don't Wake Daddy back in the day. For all I knew, they were ro- walking down the hall to use the restroom. No, no. The and, plot and, of, and the father was just like, get back and back. The plot of Don't Wake Daddy, the board game, is that you have to sneak past daddy. <laughs> To get to the fridge to get food and then back to bed without waking him. And there was like a... Did you ever play it? I, I played it at least once and it just scarred me for well, life. Well, it was fun because da- Daddy... <laughs> Daddy had like a classic like cartoon. Yeah, nightcap and... Nightcap. And, uh, and what happened is gown. there was like a spring. So if yes. you woke Daddy, he would boom, you pop up. Terrifying. And me. it was most fun because sometimes it would throw the hat off. <laughs> and that was always the best. <laughs> yeah, I just I only have bad memories of this game. <laughs> oh, I loved Don't Wake Dead. But the point is, that's kind of a weird like the premise of that game is no more ridiculous than the ears have it. I think. Sure. Which the premise of that is that the you put on a weird headband and ears uh, on on paper, and uh, you have to try and guess what ears you have on by asking people questions. Yeah, <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Well, there was another game that I used to love as a kid that I don't remember the name of, so I'm just going to put this out there to see if any of the listeners can help me. You, you should call up uh, Rich Summer, Radio Radio Brendo Man with their nostalgia detector. That's true. Uh, it was the the game was the name of the game was some kind of play on astronauts and you were little astronauts and the goal was to get through the thing without being abducted by aliens and had a cool thing where you'd press on a thing and then the ship would actually suck up your character if you lose. It was a lot huh. of fun. I loved the game. Everyone in my family hated it, and it was always like what? a chore for me to beg them for us to play that. I want to say it was called Astro Nuts, but uh, <laughs> like you know, like a that's nutty a classic, person. yeah. But I, I, I googled that and nothing came up. So <laughs> if you know what that game was called, please help me out. Uh, but anyway, they're, they're going to play the Ears Have It with and Elroy then, to make him yes. be a friend, and then they debut their new handshake, which is Abed bends over on the table, <laughs> makes a moo noise, and uh, Annie milks him like a cow. No, I thought it was um, 
they were they were doing that old toy that you spin the thing and it lands on an animal and he makes an animal noise. Oh, is that what they were doing? And that's what I Well, there's a definite this. milking going on. She's like pulling she the def- lever. No, no, she she definitely works on udder. Or you crank you crank the lever. She, maybe she does that at the start, but she absolutely works on udder at one point. Well, they're workshopping it, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can only wait and see what comes up next. Which I don't know why they're workshopping because as we saw at the end of season 1, Annie and Abed already have their own handshake, which was something that Danny Pudi and uh, Allison Brie would do on set. Oh, you're right. That they loved and they tried to sneak it into the show until finally they succeeded in the season finale of season one. Well, you know, when you're friends for four years, you got to workshop some <laughs> Yeah, you got to shake it up. Four or five years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then my next note is about game night. E-I-I-O. Sure. <laughs> I love Elroy at game night. I love having a good time following oh, Elroy. A, I had a note before that. What's that? What's your note? Uh, we, we have that quick moment where the um, where Rick realizes that the Dean is level 7 susceptible. Oh, sure. Uh, and that's the hashtag for this episode. Oh, as we need a hashtag for every episode. <laughs> All right. Uh, please. Uh, Elroy at game night. Great. Uh, great. He's he's having a great time. <laughs> he, uh, he, he, at one point he realized, I know, I know I wasn't a dolphin because dolphins don't have ears because my dentist has one on the ceiling and I just got a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> and they all laugh and it is delightful. Yeah. Um, well, I, lo- I, I love the, the little story Abed tells where he says, well, that's, I got the, I've got that note a bit, oh, okay. in a bit too. Yeah. Uh, before that, we find out that che- I, I, I want to talk about Chang's cheating because I feel like it's very similar to my cheating in board games, which is just openly acknowledged that he is cheating. Uh, as Chang says, he cheats at everything. Hmm. They, they note that Chang is a head by three cards with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah. I like all that. Uh, and then uh, Jeff, well, Jeff comes in. Elroy takes off. Yeah. Uh, and he, and uh, Abed is recounting how much fun it was, and he says, at one point I went up to get nachos, uh, and Elroy said, that's nacho job. But it wasn't just that. After that, he actually made me nachos. It wasn't just wordplay. In his mind, it actually wasn't my job. <laughs> I think I really love it when Abed is sincere. Yeah, it's, like, it's very just, nice. It's so delightful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, oh, and then... At the end of that scene, uh, when Jeff is is considering maybe Elroy doesn't like him, oh yeah, Abed's rattling off all of his specialty rules oh, for yeah. the ears <laughs> habit game, yeah, which are insane. Yeah. And uh, again, it it reminds me of, well, like of poker our, rules, but like, uh, but how we play like various different games, oh, where sure. we'll just invent insane rules yeah. that don't really house rules. They're all <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and then, but, but yeah, he, part of it sounded like poker, but then also part of it sounded like every other crazy card game yeah. he, he was like uh, m- m- mouse ears are wild but jokers are mouse ears and yeah if you get a, if you, i think it was i think it was if you get a rat ears rat, rat ears are an automatic loss yeah yeah and uh there was one other like there was one other crazy rule that i didn't write down that i was just like this is nuts yeah okay and then we're at Britta's bar the the okay we gotta uh, wait when do we have to talk about this bar well there's, we're there right now because i don't know if it's this scene but there's in one of the scenes, you can see the name of the bar. Oh. Right behind her, to the right. What's between, the name of the bar? Between the What's bar the name and the door. Of the bar? I don't the care about details. Door. Give me the name of the bar. The Vatican. The Vatican. Here's what I have to ask to you. Do to you, me or to the listener? To everybody. Okay. Everybody who can hear my voice right now. Oh. <laughs> Is this the same bar... From just a couple episodes ago when we saw she was working at a bar. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it? Yeah. It was shot very differently. But it was clearly the same bar. It looked the same. It looked a little different to me. In a way that made me think maybe she's just working at any bar. Like she's just 
This is a bar that she works at? Mm, no, I think this is the same bar. Okay. I don't fully believe that. <laughs> I want to. I want to believe. Just like Fox Mulder, you want to believe. Uh, but I, I think you've got some weird kind of bar face blindness. Where you but then are... also, why would we have never seen that sign that said the name of the bar before? We never saw it from that angle. Or it was there, we just didn't notice. Uh, it just feels like, feels different. Maybe they changed sets halfway through for some reason. I don't know. I never would have thought any of this. Now, it just looked different to me. That's all. Uh, I mean, it was like an entirely different angle they were shooting at, but but from the combining... In my brain, when I combine the two angles that I've seen of the bar, entirely different <laughs> bars. You're not Sherlock Holmes. You don't have this mind palace. I went to a mind can, palace. Where you can create perfect models of the bar, and if the angles don't match up, then it's not the real bar. This is the kind of thinking that... that, that uh, this is magic bullet thinking. This is, this, this is Kennedy theory. Kennedy assassination theory thinking. <laughs> there was a second bar. <laughs> it's located just down the street behind the grassy knoll. Yeah. Uh... Ansel's not a postcard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to investigate some more. I'm going right. to figure this out. Anyway, the point is Billy Zane shows up. <laughs> Billy Zane! And I'll tell you, Billy Zane is one of those people, I don't. no matter how many times I see him, I will never recognize Billy Zane. Well, I'm going to tell you, he looked entirely different here than from however I've seen him before. Is he normally uh, bald? Yes. He's okay. normally shaved-headed, I would call it, rather than bald. Okay. Uh, my strongest memory... Mm-hmm. Of Billy Zane, yeah, is the Phantom. The Phantom, interesting. I saw that film in theaters. I had the VHS tape. I wore the ring. You wore the ring. It came with a ring, and I wore it. <laughs> I was a Phantom head. Yeah. Well, my. I mean, the, so Billy Zane to me is always the Phantom. The movie that I most associate Billy Zane with, you must know, is Titanic. No, I've never oh. seen Titanic. Oh, thank God. Uh, it's his first film. Oh, came out in nineteen eighty-five. Oh, to the future. Back to the future. I'm sorry. Uh, where he just pl- he plays Match, which is just one of Biff's gang. Yeah. Which are I? I mean, I've seen Back to the Future probably fifty times at least. Yeah. And the, you could never point out which one. I could never point out a specific member of Biff. I mean, they're all like the <laughs> Match because he has a match stick in his mouth. Three yeah. D's wearing three D glasses like that. Yeah. But you take away their accessories. <laughs> I no, you can never tell. They're Biff. They're just all Biff's gang. Yeah. I mean, I just realized I didn't even think of this, but literally. My Twitter page, Billy Zane is on my background <laughs> because it's a picture of Biff and his gang. So <laughs> Billy Zane is literally on my Twitter background. I never, ever recognize him when I see him. Is things. it Flea one of those people too? Uh, Flea is Needles, yeah. which is Marty's friend who only shows up in the second and third films. Oh, okay. He's not one of Biff's gang. But uh, but yeah, so Billy Zane, and Billy Zane is fucking great in this episode uh, amazing <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna tell you juliana recognized him before me but didn't know his name okay and so i thought whatever she's recognizing him from one of those dumb housewives shows <laughs> uh or hospital shows yeah uh, she watches a lot of television sure uh and then when i when finally i the credits came and it was billy zane i yeah. lost my mind <laughs> i yeah. just didn't recognize him at all yeah uh, with the beard, yeah, going on. Looks good. <laughs> it was an amazing look. <laughs> yeah, he's an amazing actor. Yeah, Billy uh, Zane, fucking great here. The, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, Billy Zane comes in. <laughs> Billy Zane. Can I just keep saying that? Orders a club soda. Uh, yeah, and he does. There's a there's a fun little thing here where uh, Britta essentially upsells him. Yeah. He he wants just a club soda, and she she says, "Oh, don't you want to do a, a what does she call it a gin and tonic, scotch and soda, scotch and soda?" Sure. 
uh, one of the ones I don't drink. Yeah. And uh, uh, he says, "Oh, what do you suggest?" And she she kind of sells him on the the priciest yeah. uh, scotch. Yeah. And uh, then that's when Rick comes in, yeah. and she realizes what's going well, on. Well, he says, "I'm celebrating." She says, "What?" And then he says, "She's good to Rick," and Rick comes in. <laughs> Uh, and she's, he says, he's recruiting her. He gives a nice little spiel about how, uh, you know, what, what you'd be doing for us isn't any different from this. Am, am, am I suffering because I have the scotch? Yeah. Well, and I think there's also a really funny moment where um, she says Honda and he says, please, we, I here that we call it Hillary. Yeah, in public, he call us Hillary. <laughs> that, that's the code word. There's another great line, too, where at the start of his spiel, he says, uh, uh, how do you feel about billboards or commercials? <laughs> and she says, do you mean shillboards and commercials? <laughs> and then she pauses for just a second and goes, yeah, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he says he hates them too, which is kind of a common thing. We actually, uh, this is a little, uh, see, 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 what's it called? Behind synergy. Synergy oh, here synergy. with Ben Peele and Spielberg. We talked about there's this great line in Close Encounters where uh, the government is saying, look, I, you know, I see where you're coming from. And, and Richard Dreyfus angrily stands up and says, you can't fool us by agreeing with us, which is kind of what Billy Zane is doing here. Mm. This is a classic tactic, and it, it clearly pays off for Billy Zane. Okay. It I, works well in this scene. I was ready to work for Billy Zane right there. Oh, sure. Who wouldn't <laughs> be? <laughs> um, so then uh, my next note is that they, they go to, to have lunch with Todd. Yeah. Which so, I, I love that Todd Brit- is apparently now on good terms with at least Britta of well, the study group. Sure. Uh, Britta and Rick have now joined forces as yeah. a Honda couple. Yes. Uh, which, as as we see, is a very effective selling tactic yes. for single men. Yeah. <laughs> but is Todd single? I could have sworn he had a baby. He has a, uh, a wife and a baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever happened, uh, yeah. t- Todd Todd thinks the, getting a Honda is going to get him some. Is that the implication here? Yes. I didn't think so. Oh, yeah. All right, <laughs> that's what they were playing up in their spiel. I guess. I mean, maybe, but it's it. Uh, I think get him laid, maybe not necessarily get him a new. It could just be, hey, your wife will like it. And oh yeah, no, no, she'll that's be what excited I mean. by the antique. That's what I mean. yeah. The wife, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think the wife is out of the picture. Is my point. No, no, no. I think the wife's still in the picture. Yeah, the wife stays in the picture. The wife stays in the picture. Who did that book? Uh, the kid. <laughs> it was a movie. Well, it was a book first, and then a movie. Yeah, as as many books are want to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we're really gonna look it up i it's bothering me now and you know bob stevens bob stevens i think uh i got one of those names right i don't think so steve bobbins we don't have to you don't have to keep talking about it until i look it up we can move on and then i can just chime in so there's a and um, say hey it was robert evans who we have robert evans is a continuing source of confusion on this podcast yeah because he was the one that pierce dressed like in the first episode very first episode and we weren't sure who that was and I thought it was the same person, but I didn't want to say it because I wasn't confident. Okay. Uh, so then we get a, uh, a nice moment where Elroy makes a joke about Britta going to stay with Rick forever. Oh, and yeah. The, and then, and yeah. he says, just kidding. And the yeah. whole gang laughs. Yeah. Uh, and then Jeff comes by. Elroy says, I got to get out of here. And there's a great moment oh, here. Such a good such line. Such a great line where they say, hey, stay away from any mechanics. Uh, oh. And, then, and Elroy says, unless I want a wrench made of licorice. And then they laugh. Which I just love as as an in joke between them. I thought you were gonna say the the fart joke is really good. Oh, the fart joke is good too. It says that uh, Elroy can't get away from Jeff fast enough. He's like a fart. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff's like a fart to him. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's good. Too. Like the human fart. You just want to get away from him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Jeff now is really upset, and uh, oh, oh, and setting up thing. Annie give, gifts him gifts. 
Elroy a Natalie is freezing CD. Yes, it's a it's kind of a bootleg, but not yeah. really. It's a uh, it's some kind of special edition that was only given, or it was some kind of concert that was a benefit for, for gay homeless. I thought there were skateboarders in there too. Well, perhaps <laughs> maybe it was gay homeless skateboarders. Perhaps. <laughs> But it's like some classic 90s thing. Yeah. Because yeah, skateboarding, that's what it made me remember skateboarding. Because yeah. everything about Natalie is freezing as very the 90s. band is very yeah. 90s, yeah. which that pays off. Yeah. Uh, and as someone So Jeff out, starts repeating that name to himself as he leaves because he said it wrong at first. Yeah. He wants, for some reason, he wants to remember that name and we we'll we'll figure that out. Yeah. Uh, and as someone pointed out on, uh, on the uh, old secret Paula Tompkins fan group on Facebook, sure. I don't know if you recall this. But there was a Harmon Town a few weeks back uh-huh. where Dan Harmon was kind of riffing on and workshopping 90s female pop uh, band songs. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, huh. which of course now we know what that was for. Well, yeah, Tower of Garbage yeah. <laughs> and uh, all the others. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, so this was called, uh, the one that seemed to get Elroy really excited on this uh, new Natalie's Freezing CD was Weird Blanket. Weird Blanket. <laughs> I kind of like that. Weird Blanket. Uh... Uh, so Frankie discovers the Dean in his office. And it, which has now become a, a Honda shrine. Yeah, he yeah. has bought as many Honda items as again. He's wearing a Honda hat, a Honda jacket. He's got a, a Honda, uh, uh, what are those things called? Motorcycle? Yeah. Uh, underneath him. Yeah. Uh, posters and yeah. all kinds of knickknacks. Everything Honda. He's holding a Honda cup. Yeah. Uh, Frankie comes in and says, oh my God, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. And uh, th- is there's something that causes the Dean to say it's the power of dreams. <laughs> I just love his delivery on that line. Because yeah. that's a Honda thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, the Dean says something like, would you say I'm level seven susceptible? Because yeah. I want to be that. Can I be that? And, and then Frankie she says, says, I wrote this down. It's so good. No, why would I? That's moon man talk. <laughs> <laughs> moon man talk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Uh, and then Frankie has a great and, bit here where oh. <laughs> she she cannot help but call the dean an idiot. Like so many times. So many times. And she, and she keeps apologizing, but she just can't help herself. I love the way she sets that up. And I yeah. love that. So we've gotten to know Frankie over like six episodes here. Yeah. Uh, and, and we do see that she's generally a very positive. She's very a problem solver. All these things about her. And she when she walks into this office and she sees this problem and she sees all this uh, she says, I can only say constructive things. And all I can think of right now is just, nope, can't say it. Can't, <laughs> nope, how much you're an idiot. Nope, I'm no, sorry. You're, sorry, I'm sorry. You're just a big dummy. Nope, you can't even see it because you're an idiot. Oh, <laughs> she just keeps going. And yet and he I, breaks down. Well, he breaks down, but also in a way that seems to suggest he he agrees. Yeah. And also is comforted by her hug and apologies. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's real. I really like, uh, Dean and Frankie as a pair here. Oh my God. And I, I hope to see more of that, uh, going forward. Yes. Because what a, what a joy that is. Yes. Um, then we have, uh, uh, Britta. Oh, and, so Britta had wanted to introduce Rick to, to her, her parents. parents. Yes. She wants to be able to talk to them about something other than money. Yeah. Uh, so having a boyfriend, yeah, that excites her. So they, so we get a return, yeah. of Deb and I got George. It here. George, thank you. Didn't need my notes because I'm professional. I thought George, and then I doubted myself, much like Just earlier like with, with Robert you Evans. and Robert Evans. Um, Evans. <laughs> there's also a great moment here. So um, George says, uh, "Is friend the word?" And then they say, "Boyfriend." And then as if as if Martin Mull watched uh rich's uh stamp richie's stammering introducing the dean i was like well i gotta match that he's got a great bit of stammering where he says 
Uh, I wrote it down. I wrote down the exact words here. This is well. That's whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Mull nails it. Nails the stammering. Well, what I think really seals that is the uh, the fa- the pound fist between Him Deb and, and George. Yeah. <laughs> really great stuff. Great season for stammering. Uh, and and Deb and George are very excited. Uh, and this is just watching a movie. I got excited for a bit because <laughs> Deb remembers the movie being called The Aviator, uh-huh. which is known to be a favorite film of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, George says, no, it's Avatar. Or The Avatar, he says. The Avatar. Uh, Avatar, that just like went away, right? Yeah. It's weird like, how crazy big that was and how it's not now. Here's, the fun, here's a fun game. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Cameron, like clockwork, every six months to a year, mm-hmm. will we'll say, oh, we're pushing it back, the sequel. Does, yeah. He keeps pushing back the sequel. Avatar. Whatever you want to call it, <laughs> he keeps switching it back, but on on like the exact timing every huh. time. It's huh. it's happened for like three years straight now, yeah. and uh, it's a fun game. Have you seen Avatar? Yeah, I did not. I I can't. I don't know. James Cameron's coming a lot of, up a lot in this episode. I well, I just have to say, don't watch it. I mean, it's not good. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't it's watch just it. Not <laughs> like there's nothing there. Like it's it's really empty. How do you think Avatar will be remembered in the future? Because it was huge. Hopefully when it came not out. at all. But I mean, I just that's my dream. But we're not talking about hopes and dreams, you know. If if yeah. if, if the nuts were candy and, and butts, we'd all have a fancy Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's a real version of that phrase that people know, and they're gonna know what I'm talking about. Okay, uh, let me tell you a thing. Okay. Uh, currently, in in uh, uh, they've broken ground mm-hmm. on making uh, a section of uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom in Florida. A, a section of it will be Avatar themed. Hmm. Uh, somehow Disney got the theme park rights to Avatar. Huh. Uh, so even if there is no actual sequel, yeah. a part of that theme park is Avatar themed <laughs> or will be in two years. But I'm trying to think, and and I, I certainly don't think this they're comparable in terms of quality, but in terms of you know being a big sci-fi movie and, and, and how huge they were when they come out. Like how did people feel about Star Wars in like say 1986, three years after the trilogy had ended, like what is what was the how did, what was the public feeling on Star Wars? Like how much was Star Wars still in the consciousness, and was it comparable to how Avatar is now? Well, they were. I mean, I feel like Star Wars had a lot of tangential things still going on. Like they had those those it's Ewok true. movies. They had the droids cartoon. That I don't know when true. all those things ended, perhaps, but there was always something going on. Uh, so maybe somewhere. it's true what they said. There was books. Maybe, there was that whole EU going on. Maybe uh, George Lucas's real genius was in marketing, and maybe that's oh, why. Yes. Yeah. I think yeah, that's one hundred percent true. Yeah. And and uh, I mean, if, if anything, that's I don't want to call it a failure of Avatar because that that would be dumb if Avatar just <laughs> stuffed the they stuffed the film with all kinds of weird creatures because they already did that with the blue people. I mean, yeah, but why? But why? Why do you think the is it? integrity question mark though i mean why hasn't there been avatar expanded expanded universe stuff like that uh maybe james cameron is more he has a tighter grip on on all that i guess also like he already has billions of dollars yeah he he doesn't not billions but like a lot and i think it it just it speaks to the emptiness of the story that there's really nowhere else to go i have no idea what the hell the sequel will be about except like two little blue guys it's like oh what are these blue guys up to it's i mean it's fun it's fucking i mean what was droids like the star wars i love star wars but i mean this i mean (laughs) there was there were some shallow holes they were digging into for more content no but i mean like you don't understand look i can explain this to you i don't know how to explain this to you in a way that'll make sense but like 
there already was nothing in Avatar. <laughs> Avatar was like a thinly veiled thing, a, 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 a commentary on the, you know, the Europeans coming across the ocean to the land that we now call America and yeah. killing all the natives who lived there. Yeah. That's, it was very thinly veiled commentary on that. Okay. That's all that the movie was. And then it turned into Pocahontas because, you know, the, he becomes a blue guy and he falls in love with a blue girl. Yeah. And then they have tail sex. This is, there's so nothing there. <laughs> nothing. Well, as, as Britta calls it, three hours of puke. Which I, I agree. <laughs> which then Rick has to laugh and say, oh, she's joking, of course. We love Avatar. Yeah, uh, because they're still in their Honda, Honda personas. Honda. <laughs> which, uh, so they <laughs> having a Honda? They, <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> uh, they get in the car. In their in their Honda, <laughs> can't stop. <laughs> in their personas, they can't not like things that are generally liked. Yes, because they because to... they're monsters and people don't want to drive cars that are driven by monsters. Yeah. So they have to. Uh, and then he 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 tries to make a plea for you know this isn't my passion when I'm when I'm doing this I'm feeling God's purpose or something like that. Uh, which is uh, from Trans of Fire, yeah, reference which she loves, Fire. and he says I love too. And there's a brief moment of connection where she says, oh, this is why I like this guy. And then he says, and we have to like it. (laughs) (laughs) At which point she storms out. Yeah. She does the classic, this season, especially when it involves going to her parents' house, she has a history of wandering off with that, because she makes him stop in the middle of the road and she gets out. So she will just leave in this neighborhood several times. That's her. That's her go-to thing. She must know this neighborhood pretty well then. She grew up there. She she wanders around there a lot. (laughs) Um... Who calls Jeff a CPR dummy? Elroy. Elroy, of course, please. Because <laughs> I, I wrote down CPR dummy and it took me a second to connect. So uh, they're setting up for the big dance, the alumni dance. The alumni dance. And uh, Which, oh, there had been a running thing where Abed uh, doesn't know what a DJ's for. Yeah. He can't figure out it, what makes a DJ good because he doesn't know how a DJ even works. Yeah. He's, he's, he's he, like, he's it's a, just a shuffle button. Yeah, yeah. A DJ is a shuffle button. <laughs> Uh, uh, which, you know, I, I can see his confusion, but I do, I, I think if a DJ is really good, you don't even know they're doing their job. I think this is the thing that I've thought about. I'm going to go off on a okay. wild tangent here. This uh, is wild it, tangents with Matt and Andrew. In a lot of jobs, mm-hmm. if you're doing it right, no one knows. Okay. You, do- okay. Dr. Cliche. <laughs> okay. Dr. Thing that has been said a million times before about every different job. <laughs> but I think it's true. Yeah. I think it's really true. And I yeah. think that's, that's a thing where more people are more likely to complain than to compliment. So yeah. if everything's working smoothly, yeah. no one's saying, thank you, engineer that I never see. Thank you, electrician that makes sure everything works here. I don't think But that's... when a light bulb goes out, they go, fuck that guy. I'm going to accuse you of wild tangentialism here because I don't think that is why Abed can't understand what dj does i what dj does <laughs> dj a person the person dj dj what are you doing uh that's a good dj name <laughs> uh i think Abbott is more i think being a good dj is about reading the room and, and knowing what song to play at what right moment to get everyone as excited as possible uh-huh. and Abbott as a sort of robot person has no aptitude for reading a room like that and therefore can I understand to him, to him, a shuffle button is as good as a DJ reading the room huh. because that's just a skill he does not possess even slightly. Okay. Because I thought he would, he would even maybe connect it to like the way that movies use music to invoke feelings. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think for him, that's part of a story, which uh, a party is not a story as we, as he learned oh, the hard, yeah, as he yeah, learned yeah, the hard yeah, way yeah, in the yeah. last episode. 
or two episodes ago, whoever it was. It's true. It's true. Uh, but anyway, Jeff Jeff strolls in to say, "Hey, I saw the problem. I booked a band. Check it, Elroy. I got Natalie is freezing." And then he Elroy storms off, angry at Jeff. He says, "You hair gel wearing CPR dummy," <laughs> which is a great insult. Yeah. And I don't know wh- what this means. But there is something about Jeff that is evocative of a CPR tummy. It works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something about it. There's some There's some truth there somehow. Yeah. And I can't explain it, but I, can, I definitely feel it. Uh-huh. So after Elroy storms out, then Natalie is freezing arrives. Yes. Which is a, a, a whole band. Yeah. And the, the main lady, the singer, is named Julie. Yeah. She's uh, very upset when someone thinks her name is Natalie because uh, the band That comes is... up a couple of times. Yeah. Which I think that's that's kind of a good reference also to like Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Because there is no hoodie, there is no blowfish. It's yeah. just a guy named. Ooh, can I get this? Darius Rucker. Fuck you! Did I, I gonna, get it? You did get it. Oh my god! But if you would give me a second, I would have gotten it. Can I? Just, and I would have been the cool one. <laughs> can I just be proud of it, for what little I know about music? That that's <laughs> you pulled. You pulled Darius Rucker. <laughs> or Darius. I don't know how to pronounce it. For Probably certain. Darius. I said Darius. Anyways. Uh, or, you know, Jethro Tull, another classic example. Yeah, there's a, there's quite a few where it's... Which I feel like, so she, she for Nat, Nat, I call her Natalie. Yeah. Julie is her real name? Yeah, yeah. Or Judy? I heard it as Julie. Okay, she's played by Lisa Loeb. There the are no... Famous I'm going to say there writers. are no subtitles on these episodes, which like, is distressing to me. Yahoo yeah. doesn't like, uh... Johnny likes to read. Deaf people. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, it's Lisa Loeb, and I'm, and I'm going to tell you again. Mm-hmm. I was watching this with Juliana, and I said, is that Lisa Loeb? And she said, no, that's not Lisa Loeb. It's Lisa Loeb. It was Lisa Loeb, and I was so thrilled that I knew a thing she didn't know. Yeah. Especially because she had just watched through Gossip Girl, and Lisa Loeb shows up on Gossip Girl. And who did Lisa Loeb once date? Gossip Girl. Your, your favorite <laughs> comedian. My favorite? T.J. Miller? I'm being sarcastic when I say your favorite comedian. I don't know who my least favorite comedian is. Chris Hardwick. Oh, no. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's just I don't know. I believe so because I, I mean I wasn't I, excited for Lisa Loeb. So I know because he has a story about someone much. making fun of Lisa Loeb and he's like, "Hey, by the way, that's my girlfriend." But I think he I'm, would it, tell that story. What a <laughs> what? He, it's a true story. He can't blame him for that. That's like a weird humble brag. But I think it was Lisa Loeb. You know, could, someone's making fun of Lisa Loeb, and then I said to him. Yeah, that's my girlfriend. Uh, it could. That's an awkward moment to be in when someone's making fun of Lisa Loeb and you're dating Lisa Loeb. I'm per, I'm ninety percent sure it was Lisa Loeb. It might it might have been another like lady ninety singer. <laughs> that's an awkward thing to be in when you're dating Lisa Loeb and someone's making fun of her. Yeah, yeah we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, we've all been there. When you're dating Lisa Loeb, when you're dating Lisa Loeb, someone comes in making fun of Lisa Loeb. It's awkward. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the point is Lisa Loeb is here. What I, I kind of like about her, so pretty much every time we see her, she complains about how people assume her name is Natalie because the band is called Natalie's Freezing. Yeah. Which I have to believe this just this is just a hunch I get that at some point Dan Harmon, you know, thought the guy in Hootie and the Blowfish was Hootie. Yeah. And someone made fun of him for that. Yeah. And this is his revenge, his sort of parody character. Yeah. Is the is the person who is so shocked and can't understand why people would think that. What really it's a it's an understandable mistake to make. Oh, there's also a really good Chang gag here in the setting up for the alumni dance where he's on a ladder for nothing. Yeah. He's just there on a ladder yeah. saying, If anyone needs me to reach anything, yeah, well, I'm, I'm here. Up here. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, Elroy storms off. Jeff yeah. doesn't understand why. Uh, and then we, we're, we're back at the bar, which, Elroy, I, which I believe to be the same bar. No, well, this I think this adds to my 
credibility. When Elroy walks into this bar, he says, He doesn't you, know Britta was there. You people are everywhere. He didn't say you people. Yep. I don't believe that's he the case. He does say you people are everywhere. <laughs> now, why would he go... Oh, to, he does, he does. You're right. Why would he go to this bar if he knew Britta worked there? And he knew because the study group met at this bar... Was that you're wor- claiming it's the same bar. Was Britta working at the time? Yes. I don't know that. Well, and why would they meet there if Britta wasn't working there? Because it's a convenient close bar. And why wouldn't someone say, hey, we're going to meet at Britta's bar? It's a convenient close bar. I don't know. Yeah. Why have you never seen it before then? <laughs> you have. We have seen it before. I mean, before the season. If you're saying well, it's a yeah. convenient close bar. Well, your argument was that we did see it, and, and you, you again, adding to my theory that you just have bar confusion. At first, you thought the other bar where she worked, which I believe is the same bar, you thought was the same bar where Troy had his 21st birthday. I thought perhaps. <laughs> and I think there's three bars now. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, Elroy goes in this bar. Looking at and this is this is troubles. where we definitely can see the name the Vatican in the background. That's where this is where that note is for me. Britta is once again struggling with the sink as she was during her last scene, um, and he says Elroy is freezing is not the name of the band. It's called Natalie is freezing. Yeah, she and she, they're playing at the school. Britta freaks out. She says we gotta go, and Elroy says I can't. I dated much like Chris Julie. Hardwick. I dated a famous alt rock lady singer from the nineties. I wouldn't call Lisa Lowe alt rock necessarily, but I'm just spinning out of control now with my words. I don't know what she is, but she does it. <laughs> okay. Uh, he reveals that they dated. Breakup wasn't great. Uh-huh. And uh, she ruined him. She says. ruined him. Yeah. She ruined him. That's a big bum. <laughs> er. I'm sorry. It's a big bum. All my errs went to the Honda earlier. <laughs> anyway. He says he's got to build a castle to protect himself. <laughs> and Britta says, well, you, you build a castle, but you got to let down that thing. That thing in the, in the front of the castle. And uh, Elroy doesn't know what she's talking about. The moat? The moat? The knights? The, the knights? The alligators? There's alligators. No, it's a mechanical thing. One mechanical thing. One, One mechanical, mechanical alligator? alligator? <laughs> Which is a great guess on Elroy's part. Yeah. Um, Rick comes in. Well, Britta's getting very angry with Elroy, too. She is super frustrated <laughs> yeah. at him. And then Rick comes in and says, hey... I'm going to quit Honda for you. Yep. Maybe. <laughs> and she says, great, let's go see Natalie is freezing and ditch this asshole who can't figure out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And then as she's leaving, he says, wait, a drawbridge, a drawbridge, as she's running yeah. out. And then he sits down and he says, I need a drawbridge. Yeah. Um, and there's a weird employee who's, because this is, here's, again, I think this lends credence to my theory. <laughs> If Britta is just apt to just walk out of bars that she's working at, where she appears to be the lone bartender, <laughs> I think she, maybe she gets fired a couple of times. Well, I'll tell you, I knew I, I one of my coworkers uh, at Blockbuster, uh-huh. not while I was working there, but he used he previously worked at Blockbuster and was fired because he was the only one working and he left in the middle of his shit to go get McDonald's, uh-huh. uh, and and yet he still would later work at Blockbuster again. My point is some places are forgiving about this sort of thing, apparently. Okay. Uh, Natalie is freezing. They're at the show. Is playing. Yeah. Uh, well, they're walking. They're, they're, walking, they're Rick, in the hallway on the way to the show. They're going to go in. Uh, Rick overhears. Frankie talking on the phone. Frankie's talking on the phone, which we don't know at the time, but it's a setup. Yeah. Oh, it's a setup. It's a setup. And uh, it kind of makes sense because the last time we saw her, she was with the dean saying that she's going to fix everything. Yeah. 
and they knew that there was a uh, a student on campus, which uh, I believe even Frankie knew that it was Rick. Yeah. They just needed to catch him in the act yes. of promoting Honda. <laughs> yeah. So she's on the phone very loudly saying, the dean needs to buy some cars. Just a whole bunch a whole of cars. A whole fleet of cars. <laughs> for the, I think she said for the athletics department. Yes. <laughs> uh, and Rick is tempted. Yeah. He wants to do one last job. Yeah. He's, one last he's out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he tries to get rid of, she says, a job this big, you'll never know satisfaction like this. I got to do it. Hmm. And uh, Well, there's this kind of interesting, uh, he says, the dean is level seven susceptible and you you there's no joy like getting a level seven susceptible. Yeah. And she says, no, I'm, I'm good, uh, whatever. And then he leaves and as he's walking away, she says, I'm level seven susceptible. Yeah. Which I think is a great double meaning. Yeah, because, because one, she's, she's saying she fell for this. She, well, no, she's saying that, she, yeah, she's in love with Rick. She's yeah. level seven susceptible. Yeah, well, she him. fell for this because he is not willing to quit Honda. Yeah. So she was susceptible. And also, and also he could get a level seven susceptible, which is her. Yeah. But he's he's not. That's a great double meaning. It is. In that moment. Well done. It's a really sweet moment. Yeah. Uh, so Rick goes off and he's caught. Yeah. Yeah. In a sting operation. <laughs> a sting operation. <laughs> it's, it's very nice. Yeah. Billy Zane shows up again to say, hey, maybe you you come. Rick can't come back, but you can come with us. Hmm. She says no. And he just... Because <laughs> in the bar, there was a moment where he vanished, and then Britta, after looking for just one second longer, noticed, oh no, he's right there. <laughs> and he's the, it's a brilliant edit. Like the cut of just, <laughs> we see him kind of still trying to hide, and then just as he looks Peeking up. his head out just a little we bit. We cut. Yeah. Uh, so then here, there's the laziest hiding. He literally, he doesn't say anything. He just points somewhere, and Britta rolls her eyes and then looks, and then he hides behind like a bit of, you know, out jutting on the wall yeah and Britta just says like oh, oh no, where, where did he you go <laughs> and you know he's clearly visible it's a lot of fun um and then Elroy goes to confront Julie yeah and he says hey you I didn't even want you until you made me want you and then you dump you kicked me to the curb you ruined me I still love you I still love your music but I'm not gonna let you ruin me like this anymore he calls her something like a a bitch some kind of asshole Whatever, I should have written this down, but whatever he calls her is, I feel like, the same kind of description that one could use to describe Jeff. Oh, yeah. Which is which setting is, something up in two seconds. Yeah. Which, because yeah. then Jeff comes in and he says, uh, No Elroy? more games. I like you. I want you to like me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elroy gives him a hug, says, Jeff Winger, you're a good man. We're going to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> and Jeff says, Oh, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. And Jeff tries he to play cool. Tries to play cool. And then when Elroy leaves, Elroy says, I love you to everyone. Very aggressively. Yes. <laughs> he, feels like he yells, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you to everyone. And the then room. he kind of sings it as he leaves. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice moment. <laughs> and uh, there's a moment where Jeff and uh, Lisa Loeb exchange kind of a like a like a shrug. Like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is, I think that's a good, uh, you know, bit of mirroring. Yeah. Whatever you want to call that. Well done, community. Um, so she sings "Garbage Tower." Well, yeah, she sings the song Everyone that we heard. themselves. Song in the trailer earlier. Yep. Uh, well, Elroy says yeah. he thinks that song is either about him or heroin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Great rock music joke. Of course. <laughs> uh, then the tag. Unless you got anything else to say? Uh, no. Uh, I could just say Billy Zane a lot of more times. Billy Zane. No, the tag is uh. Britta and her parents are attempting to play It's All Ears. Yep. What's it called? The Ears uh, Have the It. The Ears Have It. And her parents are kind of ruining the game. Yeah. Uh, they don't quite understand it. They don't understand it at all. And then when they do try and play, they're just describing it to each other very personally. Yeah. 
Like these what are is... the ears of your coworker, or one of our friends collects this. Yeah, and bats. <laughs> um, the the one. Do you take issue with uh, the Mister Spock ears? Do you think those could be easily described as elf ears? Mm, what do you feel about that? Those look more like elf ears than Spock ears to me. Because they do settle on Spock. That's, yeah. that's what they consider the right answer. Yeah. But uh, close you, enough. Do you think they wanted to get a Spock reference in? Or, oh, in tribute. Or do you think because the way that she was describing it was that perhaps his co-worker's wife or however she described it is was Mister Spock. Well, it was just like yeah, cold and yeah. And a non-human, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. It's a good reference. Yeah. I think it works. Uh, I, what I really like about this scene is angry Britta. There's some good angry Britta in this. <laughs> what I really like is I don't think she actually leaves. I mean, she leaves the house, yeah. but I think she's just leaving it to do a, a block. Or, like, she wants to walk around yeah, the house and off. be mad. Yeah. <laughs> because we see her pass the window behind the parents, which isn't like the, the curb. It's, it's, it's like their the, property. It's their backyard. The, yeah. <laughs> it's like in behind the house. Yeah. So that's kind of great. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Plugs? Uh, where do I even start? Well, I got a, I got a podcast that I do uh, that isn't this one. It's called Nerds I View. about movies and stuff. Good. I was trying to hear what your song is here. Uh, Nerds I View is a podcast that I do where every week, uh, myself and a couple of friends, uh, such as, uh, Jordan, Scott, uh, Matt Esposito, Matt Benson, Thomas Willett, who was in the most recent episode. We, we gather and we talk about films, uh, reviewing a new film in theaters. We just, uh, reviewed Child 44. Uh, which is a, a kind of a weird you. Russian film about. Okay. Could you hear what I could you was it clear what <laughs> I was saying? Half of it. Half of it. Uh, so Child Forty Four. It's a kind of a weird Russian film with Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman. Huh. Uh, and Ruby Napace. Ruby Napace. Nope. Ruby. Numi Rapace. Numi. There it is. There Numi, it is. R- is it Rapace? Rapace? I've always said Rapace. I've always said Rapace. Who can say? Who can uh, say? So well, go to nevpodcast.com or benvnetwork.com slash nev or on Twitter at nevpodcast. You, you can find out uh, all about Nerd's Eye View. Uh, I also wanted to take a moment and uh, talk to device. specifically people from Seattle right Ooh. now. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you are a Seattleite uh, or, or somewhere in that area or if you just are a fan of John Roderick, mm-hmm. the musician, podcaster, raconteur. Yep. Uh, you should vote for him for Seattle City Council or donate money to his campaign. Yeah. Uh, just go to VoteRoderick.com. Uh, we fully support yeah. John Roderick as a... As Shut a, up, Leonard endorses John Roderick for S- Seattle City Council. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to go as far and say the whole Benview Network Well, endorses. I mean, we don't. I can't say that we speak for the whole Benview Network. I, well, I, I can't imagine any of them would have a problem with him. Maybe well, Derek just to be a spoil sport. I mean, we're not going to get them to say any specific ads for yeah. him, but... Uh, we're going to get political as two, just for a second. As the two founders of the Benjamin Network, yeah. we both endorse him. Yes. Uh, so go go to VoteRoderick.com for more information on that. He is the kind of, and I'm saying this genuinely, he is the kind of person I think that should be in politics. Yes. More. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, there is a new podcast new going on right now. Podcast. Uh, the preview episode is up. Yep. The first official episode will be up on May 1st. May the 1st. It's a podcast called you. Pick Your Path. Pick Your Path. Bedviewnetwork.com slash PYP. And what is it? Well, do you remember those uh, old Choose Your Own Adventure novels? As a kid, you would read them? You, you might have read them yeah. as a child. Well, now you can listen. Or as a nerdy adult. <laughs> you could listen to f- Fresh. Yeah. 
New. New. Choose your own adventure style, style content. Content. Uh, this is an actual, it's a scripted story in the style of those books with chapters so you can skip around and make choices. Yeah. As someone pointed out, to- Paul F. Tompkins on Spontaneation did a kind of Choose your own adventure thing. But you know what he did? He made the choices for you. Yeah. And listen, I love Paul F. Tompkins. But I'm not going to do that to you. No. We're not going to make the choices for you. You make the choices. That's the whole point. And it's called Pick Your Path. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, check it out May 1st. Yes, sir. Uh, go to BedfordNetwork.com. Check out all the other shows on there. Like, uh, you know, the ones that I'm on are Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Matt and Brenda's Wrestling Show, and Ben on Spielberg. We just had our Close Encounters of the Third Kind episode. Next month it'll be uh, 1941. Look forward to that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. You can follow this show on Twitter. We are at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, you can write us an email at ShutUpLeonardPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and it would be sure great of you to do stuff to us on iTunes, like uh, rate us, uh, subscribe to us, write a review of us. Those all help with the rankings. Uh, donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash ShutUpLeonard. And, uh, you know, be, be a friend to us in that way. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. What separates Flagons and Dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Um, yes, this is Frank. I was, I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. <laughs> and even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that goblin sort of... on goblin taste. <laughs> Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts.